atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby, live on your radio hard-hitting talk, always at your fingertips. This is Liberty Roundtable Live for July 31st of the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our two at two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. If you want to help our efforts grow, libertyroundtable.com, donate today. Kurt Crosby with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. Ocasio-Cortez is in the news, Kurt. Yes, she is, uh, surprisingly. You know, she's she's hardly ever uh, in the news because, you know, I mean, nobody really wants to cover her. But uh, there was a little known story a little while back, uh, a headline from uh, our buddies there at WorldNet Daily said, uh, Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff ran a million-dollar slush fund. And um, anyway, uh, Contrary, they say, to her pledges to increase transparency and reduce dark money in politics, uh, representative, uh, some people call her AOC, uh, one person says that stands for all out crazy, but anyway, her chief of staff funneled more than a million dollars in political donations into two of his own private companies. That's according to a complaint filed with the Federal Election Commission. Uh, I didn't hear much follow-up on this, but the Washington Examiner has been digging into it. Companies were owned uh, by a guy named uh, Saikat Chakrabarti, and they appear to have been established for the sole purpose of hiding how the political donations were used. Imagine that. I mean, some shenanigans going on there. Uh, The complaint filed by the Watchdog National Legal and Policy Center charges the arrangement violated reporting requirements and possibly the $5,000 limit on contributions from federal PACs to candidates. In the absence of reporting to the FEC, that's the Federal Election Commission, the money could have been pocketed or used to pay off, uh, pay for off-the-books campaign operations, argues the complaint, which names Ocasio-Cortez and Chakrabarati as respondents. I just haven't heard much talk about this story. Maybe you have, ladies and gentlemen. You could straighten us out. But... Um, Tom Anderson, he's the director of the National Legal and Policy Center's Government Integrity Project. Man, he's got a lot of work. Uh, He said, it appears Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her associates ran an off-the-books operation to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars, thus violating the foundation of all campaign finance laws. What's that, you might ask? Yeah. Transparency. Uh, the guys, uh, this Chakrabarti guy, uh, Barty guy, is 33 years old. He founded a pack called Brand New Congress in 2016, and another called Justice Democrats in 2017. Isn't the that a contradiction in terms, Kurt? The Justice Democrats. <laughs> good point. 
Yeah, good point. The stated objective was to help elect progressive candidates to Congress. Uh, one was Ocasio-Cortez, who was elected last fall from the Bronx at age 29. Mm. Now, Kurt, just so I understand then, what's this saying? I guess there's a complaint that AOC, I guess her chief of staff, ran a million-dollar slush fund? Well, yes, yeah, Sam, and what you've got is, you know how you've got the Washington Post and the Washington Examiner? Um, they're both, you know, so-called um, newspapers, and yet I've never seen anything from the Washington Post on this, but the Washington Examiner, mm, they're digging in there. And, and uh, by the way, good for know, them for digging in. Amen to that. Uh, I mean, imagine a newspaper that actually brings you news. I oh. Mean, Hey, wait a minute now. Way out idea. I don't know. My sister can uh, but, take the shock. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Bradley A. Smith, he's a former chairman of the FEC, called this thing a really weird situation. Yeah. He well, sees, let me just stop him for a minute. Why says, is it weird, Kurt? This is just like status quo for these inside swamp monsters and their favorites. Well, that's what it? I think. He said, I see almost no way that you can do that without it being at least a reporting violation, quite likely a violation of the contribution limits. That's what he told yeah, but the Kurt, Washington Examiner. It only Examiner. applies to me and thee and not for that. You know, hey, it doesn't apply to them, Kurt. Look at Hillary and those guys running around. Look at Barack and those guys running around. There's no accountability. Look, Hillary literally destroyed evidence on a hard drive. Her staff did it on her behalf. And there's no accountability. Literally under investigation to just destroy the evidence with what? What's that stuff called? Bit. Beach blit or they call it bleach bit. Bleach yeah. bit, yeah. And, okay. and you know, using this kind of, kind of tool software. and and yeah. no accountability, Kurt. And, and it's it's not even debated that it was the case. Well, and then they smashed up the f- cell phones. I mean, uh, I mean, who does that uh, and gets Thugs. away with it, Sam? Uh, well, that's right. Criminals. Um, yeah, uh, you know, and this um, former chairman of the FEC said. You might say from a campaign finance angle that the LLC was essentially operating as an unregistered committee. Hmm. A little uh, shenanigans going on there. Huh? Yeah, I guess they're just allowed to have them. What? What do they call that? An, or- an organized committee? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's that uh, anyway? Uh, it's a criminal enterprise, folks. Well, yeah, and what's so amazing, Sam, is I, I just haven't seen any other stories about this, and and yet uh, the squad, you'd think, uh, <laughs> you know, could uh, really take some looking into. Well, ALC's as as uh, funding for this kind of shenanigan and criminal funding raising and stuff like that is tiny compared to Hillary's anyway, Kurt. So there you go. That's right. Yeah, she's just a baby. See, she's learning. I mean, why are you going to worry about them minnows in the water? You know what I'm talking about. All right, there's a serious chance, says WorldNet Daily, that Michelle Obama might jump into the race for president, Kurt. The problem is all these liberals on the stage are moving the party so far left that everybody's kind of freaking out. And, um, you know, they know that some of these candidates aren't electable, like a Joe Biden or a, you know, Lizzie Warren and these kind of people. They're the only, quote, supposed reasonable moderates in the mix, but they're not electable. And the other ones are so extreme, they're kind of thinking they might have to bring old Michelle back as a voice of reason, Kurt. Well, what do you think, Sam? Uh, 
I, you know, I mean, it's certainly not too late, is it? I mean, I know they got these uh, rules that say you got to sign up by a certain date, but as far as I can tell, they'd probably, you know, change the rules for somebody. Yeah, I think one of the ways they do this, Kurt, is they let the early, not, not winnable candidates jump in early. And so, you know, you get 20 people, 25 people into the mix of the race, and there's no focus on the real candidates that are going to emerge. Uh, and there's uh, man- media manipulation to make sure that no real blows hit squarely on any of the candidates that you might want to possibly move forward. And the reason you have so many is just because you can just make it just confusing in a big old, it's almost like a Jerry Springer debate kind of thing, like last night, you know, or whatever. And they can battle back and forth, but none of the real people are touched, and the real people get cover. Uh, as they start election seasons earlier and earlier, they know that, you know what, even a day or a week is an eternity in, ele- in an election cycle. And so what they do is they let all these other faux candidates pop up first. And, hey, these 24 can battle it out and duke it out and talk about. And what it really is for the insider candidates who sit back and watch undercover is it's a let's float a gazillion of whacked out ideas and see which ones the public might actually go for. And the ones that the public will not go for and are going to reject, you know, the ones that have issues that are you know low in the polls and these kind of things, then they'll avoid them like the plague. So I don't believe Michelle will jump in right away, even if she does. She's going to wait and sit back and, and see which ideas float to the top, see which candidates float to the top and what they're doing that make them uh, popular with the people, which ones don't. You know, it's a thumb in the wind, but it's a very strategic analysis tool uh, used by a lot of these insiders. Look, how many of these people of the 24 do you even know anything about, Hartley, Kurt? Okay, I know Joe Biden. I know the guy's a nutcase pervert. I know Elizabeth Warren. She's the Pocahontas lady that lied and said she was an Indian. And it turns out that I'm as much Indian as she is. Okay. Uh, In fact, I'm an African-American if she's an Indian because I got 1% from the Congo kind of a thing. It's like the president when he said, I've got the same as she's got. Yeah. I've got zero. Okay. I've got more than she's got. She's got zero. But you look at that. So, you know, those are the two quote front runners, right? Then you got a bunch of other wackos that, you know, hey, last night this unknown named person, uh, you know, she was emerged as doing way better than they thought she would. But she's a no name. Now, if the media wants to turn a no name into a name, they do it. They can do it. There's no question. But will they? Uh, And so, how many out of the 24 do you really know much about? All I know is they're whacked out extreme perverts or nutcases, dishonest, or they're nobodies. And their ideas are so radical, the American people will never go for the ideas. But see, they're staking out the extreme left in an effort to say, hey, you know, Michelle or whoever emerges, they're not crazy left like that. They're not the, you know, militant, um, what do they call those four women? The squad. They're not the militant squad type, and they're not extreme. They're more like a Maxine Waters, and more like an Nancy Pelosi, and more like a you know Elizabeth Warren, and more like a Joe Biden. And Bernie Sanders is a little bit radical, but look, you know what, Michelle, she's cozy. Uh, you know, she's a black woman. She's got all the checks there, and, and you know, she has been in the White House before, a little different capacity. But hey, I mean, you know, you have a reversal of roles. But you know what you would get with those guys? Look how well the economy did. I mean, in fact, it, it was the beginning of of the expansion that we're seeing under the Donald, and and it's all a big effort, in my opinion, to stake out arguments and see what's going on and see what's real and not, and what's sellable to the people and not. And it's a big, what do you call it, Kurt, a weather vane? Got to get a handle on, you know, the reality check there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think there might be a serious chance that Michelle or Hillary will jump back in. Just saying. Liberty Roundtable Live, Sam and Curtin Seconds.
Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. Your call is being transferred to the listening ear, listening professionals dedicated to hearing you. Hello, listening here. Who am I listening to? Um, Carrie, but I was calling my mom. Yes, you were, but your mom was so busy, she felt it was important for you to have someone who could completely focus on listening to you and you alone. So she subscribed to our service. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, I'm not quite sure. Where to start? Well, I can listen to school issues like science projects. I can listen to boy problems, although that's an extra $3 per call because of the emotional drain on me. How about we start with how you wish you had made cheerleader? I didn't try out for cheerleader. Um... This isn't, uh, Mary? Carrie. I'm Carrie. Oh, oh, sorry. There is no substitute for a loving parent. And when you really listen, love is what they'll hear. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. All right, live and back on your radio. Serious chance Michelle Obama and or Hillary Clinton will be jumping into the race for president, folks. Time will tell if they really will or not, but the Democrats would love nothing more than to have a woman and be the first to win. That's their feminist uh, agenda coming out. They want to be kind of the first with that. And if they could get a black woman, it would be like double jeopardy in reverse. It would be like double um, phenomenal for them. Uh, so anyway, we'll see what happens with that. But I guess Pete. Now, Sam, you you mentioned that before we leave this real quick. You mentioned that World Net Daily piece where they're talking about, uh, uh, I guess in the details, they say that uh, Russ Limbaugh says 75% chance Michelle Obama joins race for president. And then the subheadline says Barack. 75% chance. Okay. um, Says it's Barack Hussein Obama who wants back in. Uh, That's what he says. And. You know, it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and, uh, you know, he says uh, he's trying to, you know, urge the voters to keep an eye out for the Obamas as the 2020 election, you know, cruises closer. Uh, but um, it was interesting to me to see uh, with this one last night. Um, I mean, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I know that's Come a on, Kurt. Uh, and I didn't even listen to it. But Neither I did I, but I did read the tea leaves the, uh, or the headlines on it. The Drudge poll uh, says who won the third Democratic presidential debate, and they've well, the got first half of the third debate. There, you know, yeah, good. Well, it depends on how you define it. They've so got see to me, forty-seven. It's the first quarter of the second half, Kurt. 
because you had two quarters in the first half, the first ten, the second ten, and now you got the yeah, third. Right. Okay, so we're in the third quarter. <laughs> I'm a little confused, but anyway, uh, they say that 47 plus percent of the uh, some where close to, what was it? Almost 80,000 votes that they got on there about who won. Almost 40, well, more than 47% said this Williamson lady, uh, I guess her name is Marianne Williamson, uh, won. Then you had Delaney uh, at 13.4%. So let me just stop you there. Do you know anything whatsoever about Marianne Williamson? Well, I've been studying. I know, but besides that, but I didn't know that. Forget the studying for a second. Did you know even a single thing about her? No, I, Neither I, did I don't I. even remember her name. Okay, now say um, the second person, Kurt. What's the name? The second one's Delaney as the last name, right. and I Do don't you know anything know. about Delaney. Even know if it's a male or a female. No, see, I don't either. Um, so you know, you got these two quote rock stars, but you know, I don't even know who they are at all, Kurt. Nothing. And they say that Warren got seven point seven nine. So basically, she was half of the second place. Uh, person, and then you got Sanders at six point seven four percent, Mayor Pete at six percent, Hickenlooper. I think Hickenlooper would be my favorite, you know, because I love that last name. Uh, at five point five eight percent, then you got Bullock, and that's not Sanders, as far as I understand. All I know is that that sucker got elected to throw uh, me for a looper. Hickenlooper, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, they got uh, O'Rourke at two uh, percent, Ryan at three Something percent Klobuchar at two point five. Now stop. So you know anyway. anything about Klobuchar, Kurt? Who the heck is Klobuchar? I know it's pretty much Amy Klobuchar. Uh, I know, but, but do you know, know anything about her? Mm-mm. No, but I can tell you a little more about this Marianne Williamson. Uh, yeah, but before you, know, you get there, I haven't uh, heard anything about old Grandpa Uncle Whacked Out Joe. Have you? I think he's in the one tonight, so that's what. Oh like, yeah, know, so, was in that okay. one. so it's like the second round. You got to have some top boys in the in each one, and yet uh-huh. the top girl, you know the. Uh, uh, you know, the Pocahontas girl, she didn't do too well at 7%, uh, whereas this Williamson lady got 47-plus percent. You know, see, so, I know offense, but um, see, this is what I mean by the manipulate thing. So you're telling me that um, Pocahontas appeared last night, right? Yes. And you're telling me Pervert Joe appears tonight, right? Uh, so see, I why don't we put those two in the debates, too, and start to create this top and bottom debate? Let's let those two titans clash and see who really gets the... You know, and what they're trying to do is turn this into a sporting event. That's why I say we're in the third quarter. Look, how many debates has there been so far, Kurt? Well, I think, like you said, this would be the third, you know, since you had those first two quarters and then you got the yeah, third quarter. Yeah, because the first two were just two parts of the first debate, right? Part A and part that's B what or whatever. I understand. So that's I mean, why I say we're like, like in the you third said, quarter. Jerry Springer. And, and it's goofy. And so, but they've divided these top tier candidates up to where they don't even. They don't even debate anything, Kurt, because they're separated, you know, intentionally so. Um, and this is why I say that I think it's just manipulated till the cows come home. All right. Any other tidbits on this? Well, in this Marianne Williamson, uh, apparently she's an author. Uh, she's written a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, she's run for can- Congress, et cetera. Uh, now she's run for president. And uh, this might give her a boost. But the thing I might reminder is uh, remember that other what was her name Tulsi Gabbard uh, who won the first one and then uh, remember she's got that um, 
little lawsuit against Google saying that, hey, man, they, they made it so that anybody looking for her info just couldn't find it, Sam. And uh, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens the same way with this uh, Williamson lady. You know what I mean? Could be, unless the you know, mainstream press is in bed with government and they got some insider swamp plan to launch this lady to rock star status, then pretty soon you'll know everything about her, buddy. It should be a household name, my friend. And by the way, she was briefly married in 1990. She gave birth to a daughter. Her name is India Emma. So, all right. Well, I'm Emma. glad she believes in male-female relationships, and I'm glad that she had a child. That's I mean, that's good news. Yeah. And I pray right. the child good is point. you know more conservative than her mom. I'll tell you that right now too. Just saying. Mm-hmm. What kind of an author is she, Kurt? If we're gonna, you know. Well, they say that um, you know she's written. Um, several books um you know i guess she even ran as an independent um but um, yeah, but she's ran as all these things and she won anything kurt uh, not that i could see um okay and um but because I mean, usually if you can't become a congressman or a senator or you run for like city or you know county or state government or whatever and you don't get in usually the next step's president i'm just saying well yeah or you start there, like President Trump. Um, I guess the book she wrote was a Return to Love. It was featured on the Oprah Winfrey Show. Hmm, surprise. And remained on the New York Times bestseller list for 39 weeks in the advice, how-to, and mis- miscellaneous category. She's published 12 other books, seven of which have uh, been on the same New York Times bestseller list and four of which have been Number one, she sold more than 3 million copies of her books. 2018, she published a 20th anniversary revised edition of Healing the Soul of America. Is that sort of like how the Democrats say, uh, let's make America great again, Sam? Healing the Soul of America. Yeah, but you can't mix that with make America great again. Then you you get rid of the war. You're really right? running things. Yeah, good point. Anyway, I find it interesting, though. I don't know much about her. And, you know, frankly, until I find out if the media is going to make her a household name or not, I don't care to know about her because most likely she's just going to fall through the cracks and, as you mentioned, get shanghaied by Google. And we won't even probably like hear much Tulsa more about Gabbard. her. You know? Yeah. Good point. So time will tell. Anyway, interesting to say the least. All right. Yeah. I guess uh, Pete, what's this guy's last name? What's it? Mayor Pete? What's that guy's? How do you say his last name? You just don't say it, Sam. You don't? Mm. B-U-T-T-I-G. Butig. I-E-G. Butigig. You can just call him Mayor B. Pete. Yeah. You know. All right. I guess he had an interview, Kurt. And uh, it yeah. was done by a radio station that's like a country radio or a country radio station in Nashville, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, well, you know, uh, they say that it was, uh, I guess you could say, censored, Sam. Um, so surprise, surprise. Um, Why would it be but, censored? Um, well, they say they spiked it. Um, and and if you're not familiar with the term spike, ladies and gentlemen, the way the way that worked is uh, years ago in the newsrooms of the Mac newspapers, etc. If somebody uh, wrote a story and the editor decided just not to, you know, have it published or whatever, they they stick it on this, you know, basically this kind of a spike or less. Uh, deal poking up with like a big nail, and it would never get published you know uh so the headline reads uh, recorded pete 
Mayor Pete uh, interview spiked by Nashville Country Radio Station says, uh, quote, my employer decided I couldn't air it. Now, Sam, uh, the interesting thing is, uh, you know who the guy's employer is? Oh, I don't know. Some big old government controlled media group, Clear Channel or something. Cumulus. Oh, Cumulus. Same story. Okay. So these are the bankrupt folks that are going to spike this story. Well, yeah, you know, they're the guys. These are the guys that peddle Michael Savage like they're getting to the bottom of the news. Those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe Michael Savage needs to resurrect the story, huh, Kurt? Mm, Maybe so. Come on, Michael. Get it done, buddy. Anyway, my employer decided I couldn't air it, and that's why you do interviews live, because then you can't stop them from airing. You know what I'm talking about? Just saying. All right, Sam and Curtin seconds, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. At last night's Democratic debate in Detroit, as 10 of the many candidates were on stage, progressives Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders were faced with having to defend their Medicare for all plans, as moderates were suggesting that they not make such sweeping campaign promises if they want to defeat President Trump in 2020. Meanwhile, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg looked at things this way. It is time to stop worrying about what the Republicans will say. Look, if... If, if it's true that if we embrace a far-left agenda, they're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. If we embrace a conservative agenda, you know what we're, they're going to do? They're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. So let's just stand up for the right policy. Another 10 Democrats, including frontrunner Joe Biden, will be on that same stage tonight. And this is USA Radio News. At Walgreens, we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in-store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five-star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go-to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Here's a great deal on MyPillow. When you go to MyPillow.com, click on the two-pack special, type in promo code USA, you'll get two MyPillow premium pillows for $69.98. Now, that's only $34.99 a pillow. You will not get that price anywhere at retail. It's the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. And like all MyPillow products, 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the two-pack special, use my promo code USA. Police say they now believe a deadly shooting at a California garlic festival on Sunday was pre-planned. Authorities in Gilroy say they recovered body armor and other tactical gear from a home belonging to 19-year-old Santino Legan, the gunman who was shot and killed by police about a minute after he started opening fire. The U.S. Senate not ready to take its summer recess yet. 
The House has left town for their summer recess, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says don't expect the same from the Senate. There'll be no departure until we finish all the items on our agenda. That includes a number of judicial nominations, but Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says that's not their first priority. Voting on a budget bill is. Other items include raising the debt ceiling to avoid default on the nation's debt. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. ADP says the private sector added 156,000 jobs last month, and this is USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with your live Sam and Kurt hard-hitting talk. We're talking about this incredible story. Mayor Pete, I guess, got an interview that was created by a radio station. Uh, what, down there in Nashville? Uh, I guess they recorded the interview, and then the host got told by the boss, hey, man, we're not going to air that thing. So Mayor Pete got shut down, so did the host. I say that's why you got to do these interviews live, because then people don't shut them down. You know what I'm talking about, Kurt? And this is a Newsweek, uh, yeah, I do, uh, Sam. This is a Newsweek uh, piece, and uh, Cumulus Media, which is a very big, big player, is the one who is the employer of this uh, individual. You don't see this much, hardly anywhere, uh, you know, this about this story. Uh, by the way, I think I, we heard in the news at the bottom of the hour the experts call him Buddha Judge, you know, pretty much, is that's kind of how they say that, just so you want to, you know, and I don't get that. Get how they get that out of that spelling or that word? I don't either. But no. I'm telling you, those guys are the smart guys. You know, we're just country bumpkins. But, uh, you know, you look at this and you think, uh, here's the Cumulus Boys holding back or censoring, basically, uh, what was on the air. And the, uh, the uh, on-air personality says, my employer decided I couldn't air it. You know, once again, he who owns the media makes the rules. But he says, I did get permission to post it on my personal SoundCloud. SoundCloud. So had to get permission for that. You know, and it just shows you how the velvet hammer works, how the, uh, you know, somebody who controls it controls what people see, whether it's with Buddha Judge or anybody else, Sam. Yeah, no, they call him Buddha Judge or whatever else, but as far as I can see, it's B-U-T-T, so it should start out and say, but, you know, some Pete but to judge or whatever, you know, I just find (laughs) that's why I trip over these words, because it's just like, wow, are you serious? Um, It's it's just kind of interesting how that all works, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, spiked by a national country radio station. What did the interview even say that would be spiked, Kurt? Do you have any idea of the First Amendment well, content that was shut down? I, you know, I, I don't, Sam, but uh, I'm pretty sure that what you've got when it comes to country music, Sam, there's they're typically some pretty uh, conservative kind of folks, and they're not people oh, that like to promote the whole idea of, uh, you know, a man marrying a man. You know, that kind of stuff. They kind of look at that and go, mm-mm-mm, ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's just the way I see it. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe there's just some uh, crazed individual still working for Cumulus that believes in a man and a woman marriage. You know what I'm <sighs> I don't know how to respond to that, but I get your, I get your drift there, you know? Yeah. 
I just, all I can tell you is it's just amazing uh, how it all works. But, you know, Michael Savage uh, works for Cumulus, too, Kurt. And so just for you folks who think they're going to let Michael Savage just rip on talk radio and lay out the real stories and stuff, but then they're going to shut down this country station radio host, Michael Savage even gives you a hint of the velvet hammer in this cut, Kurt. It is the Savage Nation. Uh, of course, we got a TSA perv. That's not being talked about. We got... Yeah, should that be talked about? Yeah, in terms of shutting down the TSA. Other than that, probably not. Uh, pornography in the public libraries where people are just so offended they're running out in, in horror and uh, uh, the ACLU says that's perfectly legal for your child to be subjected to child pornog- to pornography in a museum, in, in a library. That's America today. Okay, what a sad tale to tell. We should be outraged, uh, and Americans need to stand up and stop it. And if it means no libraries because they've been turned over to the perverts, shut down the libraries, whatever it takes. But see, Michael doesn't take a position. He's just like, ah, people are running around in Hara, and, 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 you know, but he doesn't really take a position, right? Now I'm supposed to wear it. Ron Paul is in. Okay, big deal. He has about as less of a chance than I do to be president. Not that his ideas are wrong, but I'm a pragmatist. Why throw the election to Obama? We're running a guy who can't win. Why? Why would you do that? Because a lot of times, Michael, uh, voting for someone is a, is a principled-based vote. It's not just uh, a relative discussion about who wins or who loses or voting for the lesser of two evils. It's about voting for principle and honesty and somebody who will stand up for the proper role of government. And if enough people have my attitude rather than yours, we might change the game, Michael. But with your attitude, pragmatist or not, hey, you never ask the girl out, you never go on the date, Michael. Is that logical and principled-based to you? So, you know, I get his point. But he shuts down Ron Paul, not that his ideas are wrong. He knows the ideas are right. It's kind of like your cause is just, but I can do nothing for you idea. What a shame. All right. Now I'm going to get the Ron Paul fanatics. God bless you. Don't call me. Wow. Don't even call me, Kurt. Well, he didn't want to hear hear from him. the uh, now the Washington Times uh, in a piece a little while back says Michael Savage being silenced by corporate censorship kind of goes along with what you're saying. That's his what his attorney says. Uh, well, I got an idea for Michael. Voice, mm-hmm. You got a little bit of cash there, my bro. You've been around for a long time. You've written a ton of books. You're Doctor Michael. You you know you're an author. Yeah. You're a well known. T- I think you got a chunk of change, buddy. Why don't you um, start a um, media organization? Then they won't shut you down, my friend. Kind of a Glenn Beck kind of idea, Sam, you mean? Yeah, exactly like that. That's right. It's called freedom. And uh, Michael Savage, I don't think, wants to do that, though, Sam. Uh, But anyway, they say the voice of New York uh, come January 7th, and that was earlier this year. Maybe no more. Uh, In other words, uh, Michael Savage, uh, they moved him out of there. And they've moved him uh, in a number of uh, markets uh, back. And I don't know if that was just kind of like a... uh, kind of a shot across the bow like they did with Dr. Uh, Laura, you know, uh, but Dr. Michael Savage, you know, he's kind of lost some of his uh, coverage, I think. Don't you think, Sam? Yes. Um, But I don't know really in the end what the repercussions are, right? Yeah, well, he lost WABC, uh, I guess, uh, media powerhouses in L.A., Washington, and Chicago, all uh, giving the boot to Savage as well. 
they say, why? What's going on? Well, it's not ratings. Uh, Horowitz says, and he's right, the numbers bear the truth of Savage's year-long radio dominance. And I would tell you that almost anybody could be dominant if they put you on enough radio stations. Uh, but they say that, um, you know, they're... they're uh, controlling him i think and censoring him and uh hey we've we've been saying that forever whether it's about michael savage or anybody else him right yes take that seth rich story you know you think uh any of them are gonna talk about that Ooh, no that's gonna be uh left behind the scenes they won't be talking about that at all yeah you're right about that Mm-hmm. But again, you know, are you surprised when Michael censored? Not really. Or you mean controlled or, you know, told what to say? Yeah, I mean, I mean are you surprised about that? He's owned. He's bought and paid for, I think. Don't you think? Yes, I do. And that's kind of why I talk about this the, the way I do is that, you know, I, I appreciate people being mad because Facebook is like dishonest and in their face and, and you know, <laughs> breaches all their, you know, privacy and, and abuses them and violates their free speech. And, you know, and I get when Ru- people are frustrated. Rush Limbaugh when, calls it fake book, right? Yeah. And I, I get when, you know, we like, hey, man, YouTube's shutting me down. I, I had a guy that's so busy he can't come on the radio today, but he emailed me. He's like, hey, my war with YouTube. You know, they're shutting me down now. He's a great guy and doing a phenomenal Christian job of helping out prisoners. His name is Rudy Davis. I think he's a great guy. And anyway, he's so busy he can't come on the radio right now. He'll come on, you know, next couple weeks or so. Um, But my point is, hey, are you surprised when the government created Google? Then they bought up YouTube or control YouTube. Are you surprised when that government creation by the NSA and the CIA and the Pentagon um, literally shuts down your free speech? Are you surprised? And then people are, like, wondering why this is happening. And the answer is because we don't build our own stuff, Kurt. That's right, Sam. I'm one of the very few guys that actually build my own stuff. And you can say, well, Sam, you're just so small, you don't even make a difference. Fine, say what you want. But I'm telling you the road to success and stability. Now, you could say, well, Sam, the Internet is controlled by very few people. They can shut you down, too. Yes, they can, Kurt. But they haven't gone to that level of abuse yet. And when they do, the American people are going to get it. So they've got a very, very, very tough spot to be in. They've got to walk a fine line, if you will. And they can do things to shut down, but they can blame it on bad actors. Well, Michael Savage is a nutcase. Other countries won't even let him go to their country. You know, you could, but when you start shutting down the masses as blatantly uh, as, you know, Sam doesn't even use the Internet tools of the other guys. Okay, I don't use Facebook and Twitter. and I mean, I tweet once in a while, but I don't depend on it. Okay, I don't use YouTube hardly. I don't use a uh, fake book. I don't use uh, Instagram. I don't, I don't depend on their tools. And as a consequence, I don't get near as much coverage for my stuff. But I also can run things on a thin dime this way, and I don't depend on their revenue that they can yank from me. So they got a fine line. they got to start softly and abuse those who are not defensible. You know, take on an Alex Jones. You know, he froths at the mouth on the radio. And so even though he's right on a lot of points, the fact is he's easy to discredit, right? Uh, sadly so. So all I'm telling you is we, we've got to be wise and careful and, and smart. We need to build our own institutions, and nobody's doing that. Now, I, I commend Glenn Beck for doing it, but now he's struggling, right? I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. 
I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, Sam and Kurt talking about water boys for the Republican Party. Rush Limbaugh blatantly admitted it. Right? These people know they're bought and paid for, many of them. The Velvet Hammer, no doubt, is real. We document it till the cows come home. But Kurt says Michael Savage is bought and paid for. Uh, and you know what? I sadly have to agree. You heard that first clip. Listen to this clip from Michael Savage's own lips. Are you ready? Listen. If I brought up the questions about... But you see, I know... Bay Beowulf, you know what's going to happen the minute I do this, right? Shall I even tell them what I'm not going to do? Because then they'll do it? Okay, we get flooded every day with, with Ron Paul fanatics. That's number one. Every- okay, you know what? Ron Paul was a congressman for over 20 years. Represented... Uh, by the people of Texas, or, you know, he represented the people of Texas. Is that a fanatic? Okay, the people that believe in the principles of Ron Paul viewpoints believe in the Constitution, the rule of law, morality, nonviolence. You can disagree with Ron, uh, Ron Paul fanatics? Okay, now, if you're uh, backing George Bush or Barack Obama, you're not considered a fanatic. Antifa's not really considered fanatic, right? Okay, why is Michael doing this? Because his handlers want him to, that's why. Now, listen, every day we get flooded with Bertha calls. We don't take them. Boring, bad radio. OK, we don't take them. Boring, bad radio. But then Michael and others got caught having on fake actors and actresses to create fake issues, uh, fake callers um, calling in. So we don't have time for you, Ron Paul fanatics, for you people that believe in the Barack Obama birth certificate fraud. I don't know where Barack was born, but I know this. The birth certificate's a fraud. Okay, you're not going to take that on, Michael? No, you're not. You want to know why? Because your boss won't let you. That's why. Okay, that's number one. So if you're a Ron Paul fanatic or a Bertha caller, please, can you do us a favor and leave the lines open for a legitimate caller? A legitimate caller, like the fake ones we create with actors and actresses and pay them to play the devil's advocate. It's all about entertainment. It's all about agenda pushing of issues, not about what the people really think and believe and feel, right? 
It doesn't mean that you don't have a valid point, but I'm not going to cover it. All right. You got a valid point, but I'm telling you, I'm not going to cover it. If I do, I will cease to be a talk show host. Do you see what he's saying between the lines, folks? That would be like me covering abortion or reloading ammunition. Why wouldn't you cover abortion, Michael? If you're a conservative constitutional talk show host and the issue, the president will cover abortion, Donald, uh, Michael. Why won't you, buddy? Because your mainstream network will shut you down. That's why. Reloading? What's wrong with reloading? As far as I understand, reloading is, is legal and constitutional. You won't talk about something that's legal and constitutional, Michael? I mean, if I want to load the lines up, all I got to do is start talking about reloading uh, uh, 30 or 6 rounds in my basement, which I don't do, right? The minute I get into that, that's the end of the show, or abortion. Whoa! If I talk about abortion, or if I talk about a legal activity, um, you know, reloading, uh, it'll be the end of the show? Says who? Various Listen. That, that's the end of the show, or abortion. Various techniques used around the world. We don't do that. This, there, there go the lines. I knew it. The minute I said what I wouldn't do. Now, why there go the lines? Let's ask the last final question on this. Why there go the lines, Kurt? Well, people want to respond to what he said, Sam. And uh, what you've got, you know, they're typically put on these places where there's like 400 stations, you know, or more. Um, and they're in big markets where they got hundreds of thousands of people. And then they they act like, man, we just got a boatload of calls when they might take, uh, in a two- or three-hour period, they might take eight calls. Um, you know, it's not like they're just getting overwhelmed, but the people are ticked off when they see that um, somebody's saying something they don't agree with. Well, right? and, you know, the, the issue is, hey, if it's lighting up the lines, Kurt, I think it's something that people care about. That's exactly Unless, right. let me let me explain this, unless you're dishonestly creating a fake situation that get people frustrated or angry. In other words, if you hire an actor or an actress, which these top talk show hosts have done, they got caught at it yeah. by the Daily Caller and others. Okay, That's But right. if I hire an actor or an actress, I'm pretty good at debate, Kurt. And I'm pretty good at throwing out a little bit of Molotov cocktail stuff myself if I want to be a... Yeah, I've trained you in those yes, you have, sir. stuff like that. If I want to be a shock jock, I can get it done like the rest of them. I don't believe in it, so I, don't, I try not to do it, but I, I could do that very easily. Yep. Right? Um, but if I intentionally get an actress on, a very sexy-sounding actress that knows how to kind of play up the sexy side a little bit and, and, and mm-hmm. a little bit of the vulnerable woman... Kind of thing. And then I get around the radio and I'm like, hey, man, I don't even think women should be able to vote. You know? Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, why should women be able to vote and stuff like that? They need to be home in the bedroom or in the kitchen, you know? They got to be. Okay. And then I put this actress on and she's like, sir, you are so sexist and abusive. And no, I'm not. The founding fathers believe that way. Well, they were sexist and abusive too. In fact, they used to be with well, their slaves. And hey, you know what? I think slavery is okay. I mean, if you're, no, if you're able to lord over somebody else, why not? What's wrong with that? You know, and, uh, okay, you, you, you create this anger and frustration. You just intentionally manipulate and stir people up. You're going to get a bunch of calls. However, if you set aside the dishonest ways of intentionally uh, manipulating people, which is what they're doing, Kurt, mm-hmm. um, and you set it aside and you bring up genuine topics like abortion. I mean, I don't know that there's a more important topic on the radio to discuss today. That is, abortion should be called pro-death and murder like it really is. And that it needs to be stopped in America. We need to defund any any support of this. 
um, and we need to stand unequivocally for pro-life. Okay, I don't know if there's any more important issue than that. And so I bring this up to say he literally said if he talked about that, they'd shut him down on the radio. So he's not going to talk about that. Now, whether it's him censoring or somebody else, I don't know. I'm just telling you, he said it would be the end of his show. I didn't say it. Okay, and so my question is, then people want to call in on the pro-life issue, because I think most of America is pro-life, Kurt, especially when they get the facts that Michael's not delivering, that we're willing to deliver regarding this topic. He won't talk about it. We will. Okay, and, and so when you get the fact, then I think you either got fake callers that genuinely just anger and frustration and people are calling in because you make everybody crazy, intentionally manipulating people. Or if you're an honest talk show host, then you're bringing in a lot of calls because the topic that you're bringing up, there's a lot of um, interest and or feeling and or concern and or, um, you know, want to be involved in the issues that people have. And there's nothing wrong with that kind of call. Is there, Kurt? Well, unless they believe in Ron Paul, it's OK, right? Yeah. Or whatever the next manipulation is. Well, what if they believe in abortion? What if they want to load rounds in their basement there, Kurt? Or what if they believe in Donald Trump, for instance? What if they believe that we ought to return to honest money? What if they believe in homeschooling? What if they believe in home birth? What if they don't believe that the birth certificate that Barack rolled out was legitimate, that it's a forgery? What if they don't believe we went to the moon? What if they want to find out what's in Area 51? What if they want to go to the to the uh, what treasury and find out if there's gold in Fort Knox? Mm. What if they believe in the Second Amendment, Kurt? What if oh, and, and so here's the point: where are the lines and who decides? And I don't have a problem if Michael's like I don't really like to talk about this subject. It's just not my shtick. It's not what I do. That's fine. But when he attacks people as a fanatic or a nut. You know, if you want to call in, talk about that birther issue. We're loading rounds in your basement or back in a Ron Paul candidacy for president. You're a kook. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's that, that mocking and that manipulation in the press that I have a problem with. We don't have time for those illegitimate calls. Leave the lines open for somebody that's real, like a fake actor call. Okay, this kind of stuff is unacceptable. And so when, when, when Kurt says that Michael Savage is bought and paid for, I hate to admit it, but I have to agree. He betrays himself with his own words on the air, Kurt. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not just sour grapes on Michael Savage. Okay, but I do want to highlight what's going on in the media. I do want to highlight what's going on in the media because I think it's important for people to know. I guess Warren dominates in speaking time. Kurt Williamson second. Well, no, she was second to last, uh, and yet, you know, she basically won the debate, according to, you know, I mean, everybody that uh, I can see. This Marianne Williamson, they say, uh, like on Breitbart, they give her a 59% of the uh, vote, uh, where John Delaney had 13.5, uh, Bernie Sanders and, and Tim Ryan at 4.37, Hickenlooper at 4.25, Steve Bullock at 4.14. Elizabeth Warren at 4.06. So they gave her, Elizabeth Warren, the most talk time. And yet, uh, you know, she. The second to the last person in. got top billing, at least on Drudge Report. That's and many right. are saying and, that Williamson won the debate. That's right. Even the, even the mainstream press admitting Williamson won. But why would they That's give right. most time to the top candidate like that? Okay, see, this is what I mean by it's all rigged. They do Kurt. the insider deal. Yeah. Do you think if that's you get right. more playing time, it'll help your cause, Kurt? 
Well, it seems like you'd have more talk time. It's just kind of like when you, should, get, right? when you get, uh, you know, like say you're Mitt Romney in the state of Utah and you sneeze, you get the front page of the Deseret News, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Ron Paul's lucky if he brings in $6 million in a day to get the uh, last page of the classified, you know. Yeah, and now this Marianne Williamson, who I know nothing about, dominates the Google searches, Kurt. And they act like this is legitimate, fair, open traffic, just transparent as could be, right? You know, and I believe after the Tulsi Gabbard thing, and she's suing them, she's suing uh, Google, uh, you know, and she says that they shut down her searches, that it might mean that, you know, um, (laughs) Google might, uh, you know, be playing a little less... uh, uh, what would you say? The less the censor, and I mean, imagine if people, when they search for something, Sam, that the computer really just, you know, brought up whatever was there. Well, yeah, the problem with that, Kurt, what, is when there's millions and millions and millions of results, and and I'm going to defend yeah. Google a little bit in this. How yeah. do they decide what to put on your first page? How do they order that list to present it to you in a fair, open way? And to be That's honest with you, I don't way. think there is a way. Yeah, and the reason I say that, but is whatever order the way I put they it in, do it, typically, uh, at least the way they've found out uh, from some of their engineers, is they say that they've, uh, you know, uh, if something has abortion in it or something like that, they just want to eliminate that, and that seems to be quite unfair, Sam. Don't yeah, you I don't disagree one bit. I'm just defend, not defending their position and what they're doing in any way. But I am defending yeah. at some point if I get 50 million results on a, on a search phrase that you put in, Kurt, how yeah. am I going to deliver that to you in a way that's fair? How can I give you all 50 million equal results? It's not possible. Right? So what do I do then? And I believe that there are transparent, open, honest ways that you could deliver those things. I'll give you an example. You could mm-hmm. say, I'm going to do it based on what was searched the most. Right? In other words, once people um, got the results back, what did they click on most? That's one way. Mm-hmm. Another way would be to simply say, what terms match your question or query the best? In other words, what's the closest match to your query? Um you know, but you start to get into things like this. Well, what websites are legitimate versus what, what ones are not? You know, when am I actually trying to help you find what you're looking for? Let me give you an example. If you type in something on the debates and CNN hosted the debates, right? Yeah. Well, do you want to go to the real source, Kurt? Just stick with me. Do you want to go to the real source? Well, yeah. They then I had to put CNN up sure first, right? CNN. See, so it's very tough in their defense to do. There are ways to do it. Last quick comment on Marianne Williamson. She won't commit to a minority running mate, Kurt? Yeah, so she's going to be, I mean, she says she's just not into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the problem with that idea is it's flawed to say you got to have a minority running mate in the first place. She's not into rejecting, uh, as far as I understand, minorities. She's just saying, I'm not going to specifically look at it like a minority. That might be her downfall, Kurt. I don't know. Time will tell. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on the ball for you. Flat out of time. Just not enough time to get it all done, and I'll tell you that right now. Donate today. Please help us. LibertyRoundTable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.